Well, welcome back to another episode of Keeping Your House Warm, where we talk about uh, the goings-on around New Zealand's property market uh, or anything related to that. Uh, we also try to find some pretty cool stories that you wouldn't have particularly heard about this week in hopes that you will find it funny or at least heartwarming. Uh, it's a bit of a bittersweet episode, this one, Keelan, because, uh, well, we've invited Lillian back. Uh, so say goodbye to everyone, Lillian. <laughs> say hi and goodbye. Hi, guys. I don't know. I think I just got invited in and just got kicked down straight away the minute I walked in. So I, <laughs> All right, you've said your piece here? now. Um, you, can, you can go and leave us to the, the real show. Uh, yeah, looks like Lillian is joining us one more time just before she decides to leave us off for good. Um, yeah, we're just not good enough for her, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're plenty good enough. But why, where are you going to, Lillian? Um, no, you guys are great. You guys are great. I will absolutely miss you guys for sure. Um, but yeah, so I, I pretty much have decided to um, return back to Air New Zealand and clip back my wings and resume my travelling again. I think from the last episode too, I did mention that, you know, that comment about like when the borders open, I'm out of here. So I think I'm actually making that happen. Ah, so, so she's actually so, out of here. So there was a teaser <laughs> in, in the past episodes, was there? Yeah, <laughs> a little bit. No, to be honest, at that point, I actually um, had no intention of going or leaving yet. Um, and of course, everything else happened after that. This is for the boss's sake, right? If she ever decides to listen to the article. <laughs> Lucky the boss wasn't listening to that episode, I think. <laughs> um, but yeah, so unfortunately, we are losing our Lil. Um, but uh, Anthony and I are still here. We're not going anywhere. No, I can't go anywhere. No, so, we can't go anywhere. We're still tucked uh, in. Well, how about this? I'll put an offer out there. If you guys ever need me to come back again, uh, I'll, I will pop into the office just for you guys. Just do the, you know. Just do for the, the podcast. Yes, Aww. just for the podcast. Aww. Yeah, really we get special it. treatment. Oh, jeez. Okay. Well, well, so we'll circle um, back around to that whole in New Zealand thing uh, a little bit later. But, Keelan, we have to get back to the cars. <laughs> oh. we, we've we've made this a, an honest to god every episode kind of a thing where we uh somehow bring property back to cars um we don't try to it just ends up there yeah so what i do want to talk about uh first is this news hub article saying that there will be some relief in fuel prices big plus for us new zealanders um after uh the prices of oil in the u.s have dropped now, there Finally. are a few factors to this, uh, obviously the, the spikes in fuel. Just to quickly break this down, if you guys don't know, according to this guy called Will Curtain from Milford Asset Management, uh, so the few factors that are um, causing the spikes in fuel are oil productions globally are low because we're sort of uh, slowly transitioning to renewables, but obviously we haven't, you know, we haven't really found Fossil, new, uh, sorry, we haven't found new oil reserves. Yep to compensate for that and we're not really there yet. Mm-hmm. Um, another big part is, you know, Russia exports a lot of their oil mm. and obviously the outcome is pretty <laughs> pretty obvious with that one. With the war still going on. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, a lot of com- uh, US, they've sanctioned all of their, uh, their products. Mm. Another one is the cost of refining oil into petrol and diesel have gone up as much as five times. So there you go. There's just a little bit more clarity behind all of the the spikes. And don't forget that government fuel relief is still on. So it's really just because of how difficult it is to actually produce it. And I mean, judging by the way fuel prices are sitting in the moment, you wouldn't think that we're still getting a discount because we're still back up above the $3 mark, which was 
the whole reason why we got the discount in the first place, right? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and I was just thinking, this definitely is a hot topic right now. Um, I was just looking at filling up my car. Yeah, hundred dollars. It used to last me two weeks. Um, just going from home to work, you know. Now hundred dollars barely lasts me a week, and I don't do anything more. It's still going from home to work and work to home, you know. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's not actually that your fuel tank doesn't go all the way up anymore. It it only goes like two thirds of the way, and it's yep. like, mm, yep. yeah, this yep. isn't gonna. And get I'm me. just sad that you know, um, you know, a full tank and used to be hundred bucks for me again, but now. It's probably 150 or closer to the 200 mark for that full tank. And I don't drive a big car. I only drive a little sedan. You so. drive something for your size, right? Yeah. Nice and small. Hey, no, no one knows I'm small, okay? People are listening. Well, People they, not look at me Well, right they now. do now. So if you yeah. just imagine somebody shorter, there you go. Um, but yeah, so it looks like that we have lots of things going on that can really contribute to the fact that fuel's so expensive. But yay, congrats. And so things are probably going to get a little better. Sometime mm. soon. Um, I'm surprised to think that Teslas and you know other electric cars are actually causing this as well. Yeah, <laughs> you, you, you would think that it would make things easier, but no. Uh, Elon Musk is literally forcing us to buy his cars at this point. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, that's the best way to marketing, right? Yeah, yeah. We're you know, marketing market is that. <laughs> literally destroying the economic position of it. Well, sorry about that break. Keelan almost broke the mic. Well, not intentionally. <laughs> it just kind of flew. Uh, it just kind of decided to leave me. Talking about clumsiness here. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it seems like what's impacting the, the drop in fuel prices in the US is that they're, they're upping their fuel production and releasing uh, at least a million barrels of oil per day that they've saved for, well, let's just say for special occasions. I don't know why they've saved it up until this point. Um, and believe it or not, some Russian oil apparently have been sold by countries who haven't sanctioned that oil. So that's still a thing. So yeah, fuel prices have been going down in America for the past seven days. Who knows what that will look like when this podcast is, has been released. But it does mean for New Zealand, uh, we're going to follow shortly. Uh, so fingers crossed, we do start seeing drops. Yep. We always seem to have that bit of a lag compared to the rest of the world, don't we? Absolutely. And I'm looking forward to see that price going down. To be honest, every other country, fuel prices are normally cheaper than New Zealand. Yeah. So I don't know why um, being a developed. Or is it because we're yeah. so far away? Yeah, it's only because of that. Yeah. yeah. I think I've yeah. seen one gas station so far where the, where the gas was under $3 a mm. litre. Yeah. And... and that's like around some 314s, some 321s. And I'm like, yeah, Yeah. I'm coming to you again (laughs) from now on. No, but hey, isn't it Costco in West Auckland? Has the lowest price at the moment? I'm not sure if they still kept that consistently, but their starting price I think was still $2.90 a litre or something like that with Mm. with the membership, obviously. Yeah. 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 So yeah, definitely. I mean, Costco is great. I really enjoyed my shopping at Costco when I went over to the States. So I'm looking forward to that when that opens here. When does it open up? I'm soon, uh, very later soon, on yeah, the end yeah. of this, Costco opening day. this year. Yeah, no, very soon. But I know that their fuel um, has opened and a lot of, I, I guess, for our local West Aucklanders have really enjoyed, you know, their discount prices. Yeah. So, yeah. so late August is when yep. we're going to start hitting that 
mm. hitting that gas. That's when I'm going to be driving from south to west just to <laughs> fill up my car. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Have you actually do the math? Is it worth it though? The fuel to go over from south over to West Auckland and kind of cover up, you know, that discount there. You know what? I, I might just do it to fool myself at this point because at least yeah. I'll think that I can get gas for under three dollars a litre. Realistically, speaking of thinking a little over a little bit too much, uh, NZ recruiters are concerned that they think they're actually going to, we're going to lose a bunch of people to our country. Uh, people heading overseas, people just not wanting to live here anymore for uh, whatever reason floats their boat, whether it be fuel, politics, or just the fact that they don't like that if they want to rent an apartment. Mm. It's Maybe it's just a new you know, change of scenery. Well, I mean, what, 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 you know, what would make you want to leave New Zealand? More money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. So then, yeah. I mean, that might be the case overseas as well. Yeah. So they're just Pay yep. better. Yeah, no, for sure. So then, you know, the way how I see it is that um, there's different factors, different reason why people move, right? Some people do move because of families, but some others are more like better opportunity elsewhere. And you know, just for example, if we compare ourselves to Australia, obviously Australia do have a higher employment um you know, pay, you know, for the same role that you mm. you get. Because what in the article it mentioned that, um, you know, for a dishwasher getting $19 an hour in Sydney. So, you know, if, if no brainer. I mean, I, 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 I'm quitting at that point. <laughs> I'm going to go be a dishwasher in Sydney. $90 an hour. Yep. That's ridiculous. Yep. Yep. Or well, same with teachers, um, barristers in Western Australia too are getting 100 k so, you know, and then compared to how much they are getting paid here, yep. obviously, it's, I, I would say it's double, right? Um, or close to that. Most likely, yeah. It's yeah. not going to be hard to compete. Yeah. Well, so, it's not going to be hard to see the, you know, the big difference on that one, right? Yeah, for sure, for sure. And also another part too is, again, when I was flying, uh, when I was visiting, visiting uh, Vancouver, uh, went up to Whistler, and all of the staff at the ski fields are Kiwis. Mm. And they said they enjoy... I guess working offshore um, very much at the company, love the Kiwis, love our culture, love our people because of the work ethic that we have. So of course, you know, they are willing to pay more, I guess, and mm. offer a better living um, environment, better yeah. living standard, perhaps. Um, and therefore, you know, to attract even more Kiwis going overseas. So yeah, I would say that I think that's, Probably the first time ever that it's been a concern for us mm. having such low unemployment rate. Um, and there's so many companies out there that are are searching desperate, desperate for Well, for yeah, like, you know, the, yeah. the other side of that being that New Zealand, for example, and down in Taupo and our ski fields, you know, they need their internationals to work too. And they can't get them because we're still closed off. So, you know, we have 20,000 people leave and we don't have anybody coming in. We're in trouble. Yep. <laughs> yeah. 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 So this news hub article is saying that at least twenty thousand Kiwis are set to go by the end of the year, and there was a they interviewed an Aussie uh, workforce representative, and she said in twenty nineteen at least thirty thousand people left and moved over to Australia. Yeah. So like Lillian said, there was a there was a big uh, big uh, news article about um, dishwashers getting paid ninety dollars an hour, and that's ridiculous. That's a lot of money. That's a lot of money just to sit there and scrub dishes. Yeah. So you really don't need a degree to get the good pay. I've been no. lied to my whole yeah. life. <laughs> but hey, when you think about it, you know, you'll be your hands in water quite often. And then it's all about, you know. Yeah, I don't think I can wash dishes for eight yeah. hours a week. You know, yeah. I don't eight think I would do that either. Eight hours a day. 
I mean, I can do for eight hours a week, but eight hours a day. Yeah, I need to rethink about that. I don't know, guys. I think I could. I think I could definitely scrub dishes for ninety dollars an hour. I don't think you, you realise how soon I could get my, my, my dream car in. I think I could literally get it in like two weeks. Well, maybe, maybe, that's, that, maybe that's the deal. We go over there for a year or two, save up as much money as we can, then come back. Uh, let's not give uh, you know, tips to our viewers to worsen the situation. Yeah, that's true. Uh, that's true. <laughs> that. I, I was going to say that mm. um, when I was working at the bank, one of my clients worked at the mine in Perth, Australia. Oh, yes. yeah, yep. And I think he worked there for two or three years and he came back with enough deposit to buy a house because technically they you know obviously he's um do a lot of hard work yep uh, there's not a lot of free time that he gets out because mm. of course he needs to stay at the mine and then continues working you, you know with the hours and whatnot so it's not like you know he can spend a lot of money and therefore he's able to save up quite a lot yeah um and therefore you know he can just come back and purchase his property so so we're not we're not we're, you know yeah. we're not telling you to all go get a job in the mine and then come back in a few years but yeah, no you know. no not at all we we actually we will need you here in new we'll, zealand we'll need you here yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. we got to keep we got to yeah. keep our houses tenanted yeah. somehow but i think <laughs> we need to we need to actually talk about um the benefit of remaining in new zealand don't we yeah, what are the benefits? Friends, family. G- give me a minute. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think I think yeah, it really comes down to what your drive is, right? If your drive yep. is money, then yeah, you're probably going to be best to look overseas. But if you like the culture, the lifestyle, and the way that we do things here in New Zealand, then you're going to want to stay, right? And I think as we all can probably attest is that money isn't everybody's driving factor. You, not everybody's decisions are entirely made by money. Oh, exactly. Absolutely. Hey, yeah. talking, you know, for myself, I am moving into a lower pay job, but, you know, that's yeah. what I what I would like to do and this mm, is what exactly. I enjoy. So, yeah. yeah, at the end of the day, money is not everything. Um, and yeah, you're right. It's all depending on what the driving source. Mm, um, behind your decisions, that, yeah. right? Yeah, for and, sure. And speaking of that job over in Air New Zealand, did, did they give you a sign-up bonus? You know what? I've only just heard about that today. Um, so no, I have not received any notification on that one. And maybe I can double check. You, you, maybe you I should just you, go back and check with the manager and see. But I just say that if you are currently an employee and then you're referring people, um, and of course, if that person successful at the recruitment, then both you and that person get pay four hundred dollars gross. Mm. And if that person stays for a full twelve months and working within the airports, then again, each of you will get a further thousand gross at the end. Mm. So it is pretty much. I guess the company is definitely looking for, you know, for workers. Um, they you know, the the borders open up again now, so the airlines very very busy. And yeah, they do need the human resources. So, so twelve months, and then you get that fourteen hundred dollars back. Um, is there any catch though? What what are the catches? I think there's no catch. Well, I mean, obviously, besides your friend having to stay there for twelve months. Yes. So if they don't, if they don't leave, then then you're gonna get the money. But if they leave like at eleven months and twenty nine days. Yeah, correct. So you, well, you the thing is that like you will get that first original four hundred dollars. So instead of getting fourteen hundred, you'll just get the four hundred dollars if your friend decided to leave. Yeah. Um. But and does the does the friend get anything as well? Yes. So each of you get the same amount. Oh. Yes. 
So I, I think you know it's actually quite a good offer to to um, recruit people. Mm. That's the way incentive providing the incentive there. And of course, I think the hardest part here is it's quite easy to attract people to come to work for you, mm. but the hardest part is trying to keep them. To keep them. Yeah. Yeah. To keep them. And this is coming from in New Zealand uh, during COVID. They had to let go of at least four thousand staff. But now they've taken back at least 3,000 and they are looking for another 1,100 in the next few months. Firstly, is this even possible to try and get 1,100 people in the next few months? Like, are there even... I mean, if you hand out letters like, you know, employment contracts like candy, then probably. (laughs) I mean, are there there even over 1,000 people wanting to work for Air New Zealand right now? You'll be surprised. Air New Zealand has been um, the employer of the year for so many years in a row. So people actually do want to work. And in saying that, it's like the I guess people that really want to have a very interesting, not sorry, sorry, not interesting, but more like a very flexible lifestyle, mm-hmm. um, you can somewhat sort of, you know, adjust your own time. You can create your own schedule in a way, mm-hmm. as long as you are being flexible, because the company is like quite supportive around that too. Yeah. Yeah. So again, if, if you're looking for that, you know, work-life balance, yeah, there's so quite just, a lot. So just to clarify, this is ground staff, the ones that get the cash back. Yes, I would assume though, because oh, so you don't even the, get to fly, Keelan. The article said that oh. it's at airports, but I mean, it doesn't really say. You know, it, it's, it doesn't specifically say grounds or yeah. I mean, they're obviously desperate enough, so I'm sure that you could be like, mm. look, I know I'm not ground staff, but you should pay me up that sign up bonus. So, what's really driven them to you know be going on such a mad recruitment drive? Just about the border open up and the schedules are coming up, keeping up with the demand and everything. Yep. And of course, because of COVID and, and whatnot, and because of the staff's health uh, reason, the company, you know, you cannot get the staff to fly in and out every day of the week, mm. you know, that kind of thing, because everyone needs their rest in that too. Mm. Especially when you are flying, it is a, quite a bit on your body to manage in terms of like jet lag and, you know, everything else as well. Um, and I imagine COVID will still be running around as well. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And I have heard, um, yeah. you know, people continue to get COVID still. And again, if once you get COVID, you're grounded for seven days. So, you know. Is it longer being... No. Flight crew? I don't still think the so. same seven days. Yeah. As long I, as you're not symptomatic so. at the end. No, oh, okay. No. But still, that's pretty rough. Like, imagine if you had booked up for like the next week of flights kind of a thing, and then it's mm. like, oh, cool. Yeah. I'm out. And then so then therefore they, they do definitely need. Although if you do get COVID and you're stuck in a place, let's say like, I don't know, New York, it's not too bad. There could be worse places to be stuck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there could be way worse places yep. to be stuck. Absolutely. So yeah. yeah, it looks like are we expecting to get a bunch of tourists in the next coming months? Oh, I would hope so, because so. we, we definitely do need more tourists coming to um, yeah. New Zealand for sure. That's how we're getting our economy back, right? Great. I like it. Every business gets some more more sales, more money in the pockets, so more money to keep up all their loans and then spend more and helps everybody out that little bit more, doesn't it? Yeah. Good. Mm-hmm. I like it. There you go. So Let's if you are looking for a new career opportunity or if you're s- sick of being stuck in the office, go apply. You might get some some money back from but, but New before you apply for yourself let us know and we'll do the referral <laughs> so that we can go splitsy splitsies with you and you know, <laughs> we can make some money too okay help, yeah. help us help you <laughs> it's a you know symbiotic i guess that's, that's not a bad idea <laughs> and, and we can record this podcast during the breaks of you know flight attending that's not too bad yeah yeah in the middle of the year we could do it yeah we could do it 
Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. You want yep. some? You want some referral money? We can. We can work some. <laughs> no, I'm good for now. Oh. <laughs> That's four hundred dollars. Oh. You can get half a tank of gas with that, guys. That's a hard oh. pass. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but then, as uh, I mean that. You know, I may not need to use my car as much anymore. So yeah, that's no, true. you just get to fly in a bigger one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Well, uh, let's go on to the next story, and this one's a goodie,、uh, but some of you might hate it. This coming from One Roof, and the title is West Auckland's record-breaking mansion sales at a substantial discount.、Uh, this discount uh, was from eight point nine seven mil to seven million. Before being sold for an、um, undisclosed price. Now, Keelan, you know what time it is. I do. I、yep. do. It's wow. wow. That's, <laughs> That's a lot, lot of millions. <laughs> It's our favorite segment of the of the recording of the, of recording. the, of the pod. Yeah. So in、uh, 2016, the late owner、uh, bought this records、uh, selling property for. Nine point five five million dollars. It is a seven-bedroom mansion situated on a eight hundred eighty square meter waterfront piece of land, and it's obviously got a pool and a tennis court.、Uh, it's even got a water fountain in the shape of a dragon. There is even a video highlight for this property. If you want to have a look, just look up、uh, Cody Point Mansion. And man, that's wow! <laughs> that's so much money. I would love to live in a property like that, though. Imagine that. Honestly, maintaining that pool would be an absolute nightmare. Look at the size of that thing. But you wouldn't have to do that. Exactly. You'll pay someone else to do that. Exactly. Oh yeah, true. I'd be that. I'd be that. If I can afford that house, I can afford a pool cleaner. Exactly.、Oh, you know what,、Come、guys?、On. Sorry, I'm, I've just got pool brain thinking. <laughs> you, you just not, you know, spend every dollar of your bank account to purchase this house. Think outside the bank account. And then that's it. You know, living on instant noodles. Ah <laughs> <laughs>、uh, yes, I, I live in this seven million dollar mansion, but I can only afford to eat instant noodles. Yeah. So first question for you guys: It's let's say it's sold for seven million. And the seven bedrooms. Would you be able to split it seven ways? Possibly. I don't know who on earth would take on that kind of lending, but、uh, yeah, yep. I think we. I mean, I certainly could. By the looks of it, you could basically get your own apartment each inside of this thing worth of space. Never would have to see you. Wouldn't have to see see you, smell you, anything like that. I'd be good. I think it'd be great. And、uh, saying that though, with being obviously with having a mortgage advisor mindset in here. It's going to be very difficult to keep lending if you needing to do that. So if you are doing that, it's more like you are going, you're walking in with a million cash in your pocket to actually going in together. What if we did it through a business and bought it under a company, like、yeah. a trust? Then, because then you have the yeah, or a trust. You have the one entity buying such a property. Could could you do what we were talking about in the last episode? Co-own your own home、uh, for seven million dollar mansion. First of all, the bank is going to ask, "What are your relationships between each parties?" Open relationship. <laughs> <laughs> Next question. <laughs> I'm ready for this. <laughs> no, Kayla's、like, ready for that million dollar mansion. <laughs> yeah, I'll do whatever it takes <laughs> <laughs> to actually be able to move into this mansion. Yeah. So it is coming down to in terms of your relationship and what is your ultimate goal in terms of like getting into this together. How can you guarantee that one of you or any one of you would actually stick? With you guys, and then stay in this property for the next twenty or thirty years. True. Obviously, even if you buy your own home, you probably don't think that you're going to live in there for the next thirty years or the mortgage term, because things will happen throughout, you know, your life cycle. You may want to upgrade, you may want to downgrade, and also when you think about it, what if you don't like one of the property owner 
you know, when you look together, clash start to happen, and you guys are only friends. Normally, banks don't like it if you go in there as if it's like claiming it to be your owner occupied, but more like an investment sort of mindset. So it comes down to the LVR position as well, which is your loan ratio. Anyway, I'm sure today we're not gonna want to learn about you know whole lending educational oh, that's coming well, from me as a mortgage advisor so <laughs> i mean you've told us a lot of like a no's here yeah. but i'm not hearing a lot of yeses yeses well the is thing is we it is it. possible i'm not saying that it's not possible it is possible i like that but response. it just maybe a little bit more difficult instead of a straightforward case um but again it is possible there's solution to everything which i believe i like that yeah, yeah. I, like I mean that. this is surrounded by the waterfront as well you, you have your own little peninsula on this property and yes, you do have a pool and you get a tennis court. It's pretty nice. It's insane. Maybe I should go buy Lotto. But I think someone just won 5 million on Wednesday. So the price Are dropped down now. Kaylin, <laughs> you're not. <laughs> uh, moving on, unfortunately, from our expensively $7 million property. Uh, talking about Jib. The big old, the big, the big old, old jib shortage. Jib shortage. It's going to be rocking New Zealand for at least the next wee while, next six to twelve months, uh, and it's on everybody's mouth. Jib, the thing you need to build a house, thing you need to actually have walls, also the thing you can't get your hands on. <laughs> Unfortunately. Unfortunately. Yeah, I think the big question here is: is there an alternative? I mean, uh, as far as uh, to to meet like resource standards and building consent standards, no. Jib is still the only one that you can really use. Well, I think I have heard that there's alternatives. However, if you have already have your building consent, it is the material specific to, you know, whatever that's mentioned in that plan that you've got in that consent. So right. if you're wanting to substitute to something else, you'll need to get a prior up uh, prior prior approval uh, from the council. So basically you need to submit for I guess an alteration to your consent. Do you have to tell them every bit of material? Absolutely. You're using? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. So council is quite strict on it because it is a building code standard. Um, and then therefore, in terms of alternatives, maybe it will help in, if you are doing a smaller renovations that mm. you don't need building consent for, yep. then perhaps you can choose for that alternative option. I know that people are talking about importing it from mm. China. China. And I think they're importing from Thailand as well. It's because then their company is making, you know, through that source too, but whether if they actually make the standard for your building consent or not, that's something that you still do need to double check with council. Right. So yeah, so yes, there are alternatives for sure. Um, whether you can use it or not, that's also another question. Yeah. <laughs> and so like, what do, you, what do you think about this whole hoarding situation going on with Fletcher's? The, the the word out there is, so this is not, I don't think it's, it's a rumor, proven, guys. It's, it's a, only it's, a rumor. It's only a rumor. I don't think it's proven fact yet, so I don't want to get us caught out by Fletchers <laughs> of all people, um, is that apparently Fletchers are hoarding jib. So they're stockpiling it, they're sitting it there, and they're waiting for when they need it for their builds, which may be, you know, another eight, 12 months away. So what do you think about that? Well, I guess- It's their right to though, it's theirs. Like they pay for it. Yes, but then when you look at it too, during COVID-19, when it first started, people were hoarding new, uh, toilet paper. Yeah. So everyone, you know, and then there's need, they, they're starting to put limits on it on the shelf mm. and whatnot. I'm, I mean, I don't get it why it was toilet paper at the time. No, I mean, <laughs> leaves are perfectly good. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but I'll do it you can just, I would say the clean option is probably jump straight into the shower. Uh, but anyway, let's, but then again, jumping in your shower again. 
but yeah, I guess at the end of the day, it is you know if, if they can afford it, and then it's something that they obviously it's not helping the situation, yeah. but it could be something that that's the the way how the company has been you know working running, running it previously is that they always wanting to make sure that there's stock on hand, yeah. so whenever they need it, because of course they are one of the biggest builder in New Zealand, and they do supply a lot of houses for our residents, so. They do, but yeah. there's also only 5% of the total gem brought into the country that doesn't get stockpiled by by Fletchers. Right. So that's, I think that's where the uh, the issue is coming in, is that yeah. 95% are sitting in Fletcher's hands, mm. which is, yeah, a perfect analogy to that is the toilet paper issue. If you had somebody literally coming in, cleaning out the shelves bar one roll, and they said, oh, good luck. Doesn't seem very nice, does it? Yeah. But yeah, absolutely, the hoarding doesn't help the economy or help the situations to be better. Yeah. In fact, it will make it worse. So I don't know, I guess it's just the timing where they need to reassess and in terms of, you know, sometimes sharing is caring. Sharing is caring. <laughs> but at the end of the day, I, it is all about business. So. Yeah, I guess I guess in a way, I'm not trying to like, I'm not going to be on the side of Fletcher Building here, but in a way, it's like if someone has a lot and then a lot of other people will start complaining because they don't have it, when is it ethically correct to be bringing that other person down who has a lot? You know, exactly. just because they have pre-planned and unfortunately, you know, jib shortage happened and it's not that they foresaw it happening, but they were just doing their normal procedures. We're going to stockpile it for our future projects kind of thing. Hmm. And now that not a lot of people have a lot, um, any jib, but they do because they future plan their things. Yeah, it is sort of their right to, to keep it for their own projects, hmm. right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, I can see the four and you can see the against, yeah. right? You yeah. can see why they would do it and you can see why they shouldn't do it. It's like, oh, why does one person not get to suffer but the rest of us do? Yeah. 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 But I mean, like, you know, because it comes out to, like, material sh- uh, shortage, that's when, you know, this kind of issues are this talk back, mm. right? Because then, well, before the shortage happened, may, that may have been always the case and no one actually complained about anything. Mm. Um, it's just because there's shortage and that's why it's like you're starting to point yeah. fingers. So I guess we'll just see if peer pressure hits them and they start sharing it around. There has been some calls out, I think, if I remember correctly, for Fletchers to make some changes. But yeah, it's their right to stockpile it. They've got every right if they're doing this so that they can keep building houses. What's, what's the problem with that? But yeah, yeah. It's, it's a very sensitive subject with Fletchers. I think Simplicity's also stepped in and they're also trying to fight for that, that sharing for their own build projects that they do. So yeah, I guess we'll have to play it by ear and maybe we'll have to update yeah. in the next couple of weeks and see where that actually ends up. Yeah, well, I do hope that we will get those materials soon though, so that at least it will improve about our current construction. Oh yeah, costs. Yeah, costs and also, you know, the time frame and perhaps more houses than that for one reason it too. So yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, I guess another question with Jib though, um, a lot of people are buying it secondhand as well. Is For some wild prices. Yeah. Is that even safe, legal, or whatever? Yeah, I don't know about the headache. Eh? I think as long as it's not damaged, because it's quite easy to see when gems become moisture soaked or not. It expands kind of like a sponge. Mm. And it's the same with when it's damaged and it's ripped or it's cracked. It's very easy to see. So I don't think there's anything necessarily wrong with it. 
but yeah you're just not quite entirely certain of the quality or like the reason behind yeah. why they're getting rid of it that's always the case when you buy second hand right yeah 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 you do need to be extra careful but at the end of the day too is that remember council do still go out and actually check on your work mm. in these stages to make mm. sure that you're using the right material to make sure that you, you've done it to according to standards so i guess at the end of the day it's kind of giving you that that backup to fall on it as well. But again, mm. you know, if you do are looking at buying anything secondhand, just be careful. Be you know, do your extra due diligence on that. It's worse than you know trying to fix it. Mm. You know, it probably will be a lot more expensive than you know buying the right thing straight away from day one. Nice property investment just plugged in there. <laughs> <laughs> Good job. Yeah, the boss would be proud. And and saying that, I I think today I haven't have any quotes. I haven't actually mentioned any. Phrases or anything that actually quite good, like last time. Yeah, no quotes from Lillian this time. But I will, ask, <laughs> I will ask you to say goodbye properly. Um, what will you miss from us? And this is your last episode, basically. Not going to miss you guys at all. No. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't expect her to, to be honest. <laughs> now, honestly, it's been, it's been great working with you too. And you, your laughter, your sense of humor is probably what I will miss the most. You know, just I'll be yes. able to joke around with you guys. I'll be able to throw anything with you guys and you guys wouldn't get offended. Because <laughs> then, you know, sometimes it can be quite harsh or what I say, especially with Kaelin. Um, Not sometimes, <laughs> most of the time. <laughs> There's never nice things said between us. It's always just attacks. There's so many boss. times I take something and Kaelin literally just want to flip the table over and they just walked out. Um, you're, lucky. you're lucky I'm sore from the gym. That's it. Yeah, that's the reason. <laughs> no, nah, we, we're not that violent here. I'm just kidding. But yeah, I <laughs> no think that's the Yeah, no. Nah. <laughs> nah, no boxing rings. No, no. Uh, yeah. But but yes. I, I will definitely miss that office. Mm. I guess office life. And I'm sure the office is definitely going to miss you. Like I said, invite me back for the podcast episode, guy. I'm sure I'll have time available. To we can, come back we can do like an update on how is flying? Mm. <laughs> how are the other countries? Yeah, how are the other countries doing? How are their borders like? Yeah. yeah. But then what if you you telling our listeners to just move overseas even more that way? So I don't think I want to be that influenced to, you know, worsen our low employment well, rate. We'll just come and tell you to tell them all the bad things. You know? <laughs> like, oh, bread's $5 a bag or something. I don't know. No, but they... But yeah, anyway, this will be Lillian's official last uh, episode with, with Finax as she is going to fly away very soon. Um, so yeah, we'd like to thank you, Lillian, for, for you know, working with us and being on the podcast and doing all the videos that um, we've been privileged to, to be working with you. Um, enjoy your flights. You know, do bring back gifts and everything. Um, and yeah, we'll you know let us know when you're back, and we'll try and fit you in the in the podcast again. But yeah, yes, sure. officially, goodbye. No, thank goodbye. you so much. It's been a pleasure, and it has been a great journey working with you guys. So yeah, all the best. I'm looking forward to hear more and more episodes for you guys going forward. And oh yeah, you get to listen to us. Yeah, don't absolutely. Play it, don't play it on the plane, <laughs> please. Whatever you do. <laughs> now I just put it on the the, um, the announcement and yeah. Yeah, on the PA, and then just have everyone listen to it. Entertainment for the flight. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thank anyway, you. Anyway, that'll do it, guys. Thanks yeah. for listening in. Um, so if you have any comments, uh, please email us on keepingyourhousewarm@finax.co.nz. Uh, but yeah, we should stop recording because Lillian's now crying. So, <laughs> all right, guys, have a good weekend. <laughs> See ya.